Hello and welcome back to the Rustic Preacher Podcast. I'm your host, the Rustic Preacher, and I'm looking forward to bringing you a new episode today. Uh, This episode comes with a new season. It's a new year. It's 2024. Uh, If you are just now joining in, you can go back to season one and kind of listen to the first episode, see what we're all about. Um, And I would encourage you to continue to just listen through all episodes and Go through season one, season two, and uh, now you can start season three. With that said, uh, I do want to say that last season, last year, 2023, uh, I did not put out as many episodes. Uh, It was about half as many episodes as season one. And a lot of this was due to a lot of hardship that I faced in 2023, especially with my health. Um, The beginning of season two was me talking about a close call during the holidays where I ended up in the hospital for a month. Um, I did come home, but that was just the start of a journey, and I'm still on that journey. Uh, With that, a a health update, I would say that um, I am still battling uh, with my health to try to recover, to try to regain strength. I went through months of physical therapy, um, and it has been difficult living uh, with an illness that uh, not only takes your strength away but and your ability to do a lot of things, but there's a lot of misery with it. At times, I found myself most miserable. Uh, my immune system is also compromised, and I find myself ill often. Uh, And this can be hard. You know, an honest truth, some days I'm asleep more than I am awake. It might be a simple routine several days in a week where I get up, I feed animals, I do my chores, I come back to the house, I eat, I go to bed, I wake up, I do my evening chores, I eat, I go to bed. Those are difficult days, and I have seen many of them this year. This year wasn't just my illness, but I saw my loved ones ill. Uh, This year, uh, my wife uh, broke her leg and tore ligaments in her ankle and her foot. This was very difficult as she cares for me often, and she is such a helpmate to me and serves me. This year we also suffered loss. My wife had a miscarriage. It was a hard year. And as I came to the new year, 2024, uh, time to start a new podcast series, I couldn't help but reflect on 2023 and what God has brought my family through. It's been difficult. I can't lie about that. Uh, It's very real. At the end of my podcast, I say God's real, so we should be real too. Life is real. It's raw. It's full of hardships. It's full of troubles. It's struggles. And as I reached 2024, I couldn't help but think, wow, I made it through 2023. 
and, and some of these wounds are still fresh. My family still mourns. We still ache. A lot of the wounds are in the process of healing. And to work through that as a family, it, it really tries your faith. I wanted to talk about that feeling as I start the new year because as I reflect on these things, I think, man, I must not be the only one that at times feels abandoned or afraid or tired, exhausted, maybe even depressed. I know I'm not the only one. In the years that I have ministered, I've come across across many people who suffer and in their sufferings oftentimes they can become angry or doubt or question or fear or feel shame so in this episode I I just want to work through this it might be slower as I kind of talk out loud and and think but as I meditated on these ideas, I was brought to the Psalms, specifically Psalms 102. The psalmist writes in Psalms 102, starting in verse 1, Hear my prayer, O Lord. Let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day of my distress. Incline your ear to me. Answer me speedily in the day when I call. For my days pass away like smoke, and my bones burn like a furnace. My heart is struck down like grass and has withered. I forget to eat my bread because my loud groaning, my bones cling to my flesh. I am like a desert owl in the wilderness, like an owl of the wastelands. I lie awake. I am like a lonely sparrow on a housetop. All the day my enemies taunt me, those who deride me. Use my name as a curse, for I eat ashes like bread, and I mingle tears with my drink. Because of your indignation and anger, for you have taken me up and thrown me down, my days are like an evening shadow. I wither away like grass. I don't know about you guys, but in the past year especially, I've had those moments where I come before God and I just think, do you not hear me? God, my heart is broken, or as the psalmist says, struck down and withered. I can't sleep. The psalmist says, I lie awake. The scoffers, they look at me. Many might even make me a joke or like the psalmist, a curse. Where's your God now? I can't eat. I can't sleep. I am not well. I feel like the psalmist thrown down. And my days like the psalmist but a shadow. Have you ever been there before? The psalmist did. Matter of fact, 
many men in the Bible and women that were spiritual giants had moments of complete despair, even to the point where they desired to die. I even think of the great prophet Elijah. <laughs> you know, the, the wonders that he worked, the, the miracles, and to come down from Mount, Car Mount Carmel and and face the, the false prophets and to be a part of such a great display of God's power to then retreat to the caves and, and desire to die. In our flesh, we are weak. We, we get to the point where we think, God, why me? Or God, how long will you allow me to suffer? God, how long will I have to wait? God, when will you relieve me? God, when will you provide? God, where are you? You promised that you would work all things together for good for those who have called according to your purpose. And God, I know your purpose is a perfect purpose. But God, when will I see the good? <laughs> Take heart. The reality is God does have purpose in these trials. There's a reason that James says, count it all joy when you face trials of many kinds. Right? It's to bring us to completion. Right? The Bible says that Jesus is the author and perfecter of our faith. Author means he initiated it. <laughs> It's where it began in Christ, a perfecter to bring it to completion. We aren't. He is. But if that's the case, it means that God allows distance. He allows trials. And sometimes He even chooses to be silent in those hard circumstances. But why? Well, in Psalms 119, there's some of an answer to this. I understand this now more than ever as a father. But in Psalms 119, verse 71, it reads, It is good for me that I was afflicted. What a statement. It is good for me that I was afflicted. Why? That I might learn your statutes. For the law of your mouth is better to me than thousands of gold and silver pieces. How precious are the statutes of the Lord. Again, I said I understand this now more as a father, but... We learn so much in our affliction. And it is often only through affliction that we can hear the voice of God. It's often through trials that we learn and we are molded and shaped and brought to more complete maturity in life. As parents, we do a disservice to our children if we do everything for them. If you have a child and you cut their food up for them, you feed them, you bathe them, you clothe them, 
You pick them up every time they fall. You carry them so they don't have to walk. If you did this year after year after year, your child would not develop the skills to be able to care for themselves. They never had to use a fork. How would they know how to use a utensil? If they ever had to lift anything, how would their arms develop to be able to bear the weight? If you carried them all the time, how would their legs ever develop to be able to have the strength to walk upright? Well, the same thing is true as we parent when our children meet hardships in life. We have to sometimes stand back silently and patiently and watch as they struggle and allow them to figure something out. I see this in my own children. Sometimes they, they reach a problem or a dilemma and, and they get frustrated. They might even yell or they might cry or they might struggle and they toil. And I watch as they're struggling. And sometimes it's hard to allow them to struggle, but I sit back and I wait for them. And sometimes in the silent, I might say something simple as, just take a minute and observe. Breathe. Watch what you're doing. Be patient and wait. <laughs> but ultimately, they have to work through it. But I know that training is going to go so much further in life and, and in as they learn those life skills and as they grow, what they have learned long term is going to impact their life in a way where they come to full maturity. Well, the same thing happens in our lives with God. As we wait in His silence, we feel abandoned, but that is not the truth. And through that abandonment, we have an opportunity to seek Him and His statutes, His Word, and to learn and to treasure them. So if God feels distance, it might be for the very reason to seek Him out. It might be because He doesn't want to coddle us and He understands that we have to work through things. That can be hard. And sometimes we don't get it and we say, well, when will the good come out of it? I don't feel any better. I don't feel any more mature. I feel miserable. Then we have verses like we find in 2 Corinthians. I myself have gotten to that point of, I don't know what the good is going to come out of this. But 2 Corinthians chapter 1 gives us some insight. As we look in chapter 1, verses 3 and 4, it reads, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all of our afflictions so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. Now I need to point out here, a God of all comfort who comforts us in our afflictions. What does that mean? It, it means that we won't be afflicted? No. But we're promised comfort. There's a path to comfort in all affliction. 
Faith doesn't simply mean that once you have faith in God, that you'll never be afflicted, that you'll never face a trial, that you'll never suffer, that you'll always have much and you'll never have little. No. There'll be great losses in life. We still have to run this race. We still have to fight this battle. We still have to walk through the journey of life. We still have to face all the trials and all the affliction. But we can be comforted in the midst of that affliction and we can know that our affliction's not in vain. And even if we don't know any good that comes out of it, we are told that this God who comforts us in all of our afflictions so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction. When we work through our affliction, when the pain comes and the suffering, the hardships of life, Yes, there's comfort there, but there's also comfort knowing that one day that we could help those who are afflicted. See, we learn from our afflictions. And when we survive it, we have the opportunity to tell others. It is a great testimony. But it's still hard. And you think, how can I get through it? You might even be tempted to say, well, God, you don't understand. I'm here. I'm living it. I'm going through the pain, the hardship. I'm the one who has to sit and wait patiently in your silence. I'm the one that feels abandoned here. God, where are you? Let us remind, be reminded that Jesus himself on the cross, cried out, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Christ feels he has felt your pain. Hebrews chapter 12 says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and every sin which clings so closely and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is now seated at the right hand of the throne of God. I want to encourage everyone. God understands affliction. He understands pain and shame and abandonment. He's been there. He endured the cross. Do we forget what that was? Not only did he endure the cross, he endured being beaten, whipped, flogged, spit on. He went through so much than to be nailed and, and, and have a death of suffocating. Trying to push yourself up as you're hanging by your limbs that have been nailed to a board. All of that. But the hardest part was the moment where he had to endure the wrath of God despising the shame, taking on that moment, the wrath to be our propitiation as he cried out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Christ understood you. 
Christ lived through the highest form of our momentary afflictions. But how did he do it? It's right in the verse. Who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. It was by his joy. What was the joy that was set before him? It was the fact that he delighted in the salvation of man. That he would be able to bring many to a right relationship with God. Because of his mercy and love, he would come and take our place and bear the wrath of God and our punishment of sin on himself for us. That was his joy. And his joy is our strength. It is our salvation. So in the midst of suffering, yes, at times you may feel abandoned. In God's silence, you may feel as though he is not listening. But be of good cheer. God hears you. He feels your pain. And at times, it grieves him to watch you suffer through it. But it produces completeness in us. And we can find comfort in our joy, which is our hope in the Lord. And like this verse says, if we fix our eyes on the author and perfecter of our faith, we can run this race with endurance. But we have to look to Jesus. So today, as we begin a new year, I don't know what last year was like for you. I don't know what yesterday was like for you. I'm sure that sometime in your life that you have felt pain, that you have been through a great affliction, light affliction, whatever it be. And if not yet, it will come. This life comes with the promise of affliction. But I can ensure you that you can find comfort and that you can endure it like Christ endured the cross. If you will fix your eyes on Jesus, focus on Him in the midst of that suffering, draw near to Him, and He has promised He will draw near to you. And if it is still and it is quiet, wait on Him. And in the silence, you will find joy. And it will give you strength. 2023 was a year of suffering. And no matter what 24 brings, suffering, anguish, it can't rob me of my joy. It cannot rob me of the love of the Lord. I would ask anyone listening to this podcast, just take time to meditate on the joy of the Lord, on the hope, the reality of His promises that He is faithful to uphold. Life is short. It's a vapor. 
It's here and gone. These afflictions will only last so long, but the pain is real. But God is just as real. It's raw, it's hard, but He's here. And He cares and He hears you. So please don't run from Him. Please don't hide. Because there's nowhere you can go. Read Psalms 139. There's nowhere you can flee from the presence of God. There is nowhere you can go to find a place out of His reach. You can't hide from God. So instead of running from Him, run to Him. It is a blessing to me, even in the midst of these trials, to be able to reach out and share podcast episodes. I don't always know who they're going to reach or how many people will ever hear them, but it still brings me some delight to know that perhaps even one could be impacted with a message and that maybe these trials, like in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 3-4, as I find comfort in the Lord through them, that one day someone might hear a message from this podcast and find comfort that only comes from a God of comfort. If anyone who's listening to this doesn't know Christ as their personal Savior, today is the day to be saved. Many in scriptures would ask Jesus, the disciples, a question of what must I do to be saved, and it is as simple as this, repent and believe. Accept Jesus for who He is. Repent and believe is a flip sign of a coin. You're on a path. You can't save yourself. You deserve the wrath of God. There's nothing you can do. So turn from yourself and turn to Jesus and put all of your trust, complete trust, in Him for your salvation because he is able to save because of the work and the propitiation that was displayed in his sacrifice on the cross. I pray that you would believe today that you would place your trust in Christ alone and begin to have a relationship and to be known by a God who is a God of love, who is a God of comfort, who is a God of patience, who is a just God that is also completely merciful and loving, that you would know what it is to walk in His grace. Grace upon grace. With that, if you have any questions, comments, please reach out. You can reach me at the Rustic Preacher Podcast at gmail.com. Again, that is the Rustic Preacher Podcast at gmail.com. And I'd love to bring out more episodes this year that, that would be able to encourage you or answer questions or doubts or fears that you may have. And I think everyone that has followed me the, in the last few years as we now enter season three, I encourage you to please keep listening. Please share with others if this has impacted your life. I pray for you and I ask that in the year 
the new year of 2024, that God would bless you this year, that He would grow you and that He would prosper you, that you would be encouraged and strengthened and comforted in any of the trials that you may face. And I ask for blessings for those who hear this. And as I sign out, I want to remind you that God is good all the time and God is real. So we should be real too. God bless and Happy New Year. Thank you.